Welcome to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm John. We're a couple of overweight barbecue enthusiasts trying to share our love for sweet, smoky food with the world. Thanks for hanging out with us as we talk about life, share recipes, successes, and failures that have all led to our love of cooking outdoors. Welcome back, guys, to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with John. Hey, everybody. John, what are you giggling about, man? Well, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm going to tag it on at the end of the show after oh, the extra. Stay on for an Easter egg, everybody. Oh, boy. It was a rough beginning today, guys. Luckily, Maverick is uh, just need to get a little more of this caffeine and bubbles in me, and I think things will go a little bit smoother. Um. This is, ep- what episode are we even on? We're doing it, man. Yeah, this is uh, episode eight, um, plus we we plus let a couple one, extras. We let one out of the vault early, and then our, man, kids. <laughs> you try and stay professional, you try and like do something real, and your kids just uh, get in there. So we also um, did a podcast with our boys. We've talked about this before, but they're in the same uh, fourth grade class. And for one of their book reports, I think it was number 4,672. They do so many book reports. I also understand their teacher now follows us on yeah on podcasts. My so. boy was so excited about that. Yeah. Sorry, Kim, but I'm not sorry. We've got too many book reports. Let's <laughs> let's take them down a level. Um, <clears throat> anyways... They did a podcast for one of their book reports, and we shared that as an extra episode, which they are stoked about. Yeah, we weren't going to share it, and then they were just so excited it was hard to say no. So, so thanks for indulging a couple of uh, pushover fathers, but we, uh, we love s- our kids. We're so weak. Um, okay, let's start with the comments, shall we? We're getting a lot. Um, again, mostly from people we know and a lot of details this week. So there were, I, uh, <clears throat> my sister reached out with a fairly lengthy text message of expectations for the show. Oh, expectations. Expectations. Okay. Um, which the first one she said, you should talk about the different types of barbecues and how they differ. And I texted her back and said, I guess you're not listening to the show. Yeah, we did rude. Two, we did two episodes on that. <laughs> Exposed. Um, so if you want to learn a little bit more about different types of cookers, go back. I think it was, uh, it was episode three and four where we talked about different grills. Mm-hmm. Um, flavor profiles that go together, which I think that's valid. Yeah. There are a lot of things we could talk about there. Yeah. Um, I could benefit just from doing that research, I feel like. Yeah. And then the last one were ideas for holiday meals. And I was like, Flip, we just got done with holiday meals. Um, Easter's right around the corner. Yeah. And is a great time to to smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, weather's normally starting to warm up. Unless you live in northern Utah, I think we're still going to be a frozen tundra. I think the high this week was five. Uh, when I drove to work on Tuesday morning, it was negative 22 degrees. Oh, woof. Without a wind chill. Oh, man. 
Yeah, it was it was chilly. But yeah, there there's some good holiday meals coming up. Um and then just into the 4th of July like you know, people talk about it being Memorial Day to Labor Day. I mean, barbecue's a year-round yeah. thing for me, but Me too. We are we're approaching rapidly the uh the height of barbecue season. The official season. And then you uh you you were the inspiration, Mike. Like I wish I could play that song. You're the inspiration. <laughs> yeah, no. So I have a a buddy. Uh, we were we were really good friends in high school. Played football together and wrestled and stuff. But uh, he's been asking me ever since we started this podcast about brisket. And so it was kind of fun. He he sent me pictures along the way. Called me a couple times and posted some stuff on his Instagram. So check out Pilot Potty, uh, his Instagram. I don't understand the name, but it's been his handle since we played Halo in high school, so I don't know. Um, but anyway, he did his first brisket and uh, just shared. I mean, it was so fun to kind of be a part of the process. He mentioned that it was the most stressful cook he's ever done, um, which I think is valid. I think when you pay that money for a brisket, it's a little more intense than doing some chicken breasts or something. How did it turn out? I think he was very happy with it. He said it was a little too peppery for him. Okay. So I don't know if he used too much rub or just a, a rub that he wasn't a huge fan of or what. He, he said his wife really liked it. Um, but yeah, he sent some pictures. I shared some on our story. Uh, but yeah, pretty awesome. He did end up having to cut his brisket in half um, because it didn't fit on his smoker. And mm. so he, uh, I mean, he texted me a picture of it almost like, I think I've just committed a, a grievous barbecue sin. <laughs> I was like, well, you got to do what you got to do. But he's trying to convince his wife to let him get a pellet grill. So, Ashley, I need you to cave. It's totally worth it. And your husband deserves it. Uh, Ashley, reach out. We can connect you with several wives who will tell you the benefits of your husband having a smoker. Yes. Uh you won't have to cook Sunday dinner again for a long, long time. Oh, and it's so good. So good. So, those were the big ones. Did you have any others you wanted to share? Um, no, I... Man, I like. I want to know more about this, this brisket. The made... Like, your first attempt on brisket is... It's terrifying. Oh, yeah. It's scary. Legitimately and my, scary. And my first one was terrible. Really? Oh, my gosh. It was so bad. I was so nervous, and I don't know why. I mean, we did it for a family thing, and my mom was the one that actually bought the brisket, but I was so nervous that I was going to show up with either a tough piece of garbage or a charred, you know, and uh, it went okay, but it was because I talked to you a lot, and I watched a lot of videos and did a lot of reading, and it went, I would say, okay. I've gotten a lot better at it since, but... We, it is stressful. We should do an episode. And maybe we even do it in the kitchen, prepping a brisket, like, the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. And really walk through doing a brisket. Yeah. I could get down. That could be fun. That would be really fun. Alrighty, a couple of shout-outs, and then we'll, then, we'll get to, then we'll get to game time. Yeah. Um, I want to shout-out uh, Molly Bruin Barbecue. Or his handle is Molly Bruin BBQ. Um, a, another 
academic, Mike. Oh. He's an... Uh, I'm sensing prin- a theme yeah, here. Principal, assistant principal. Anyways, lives in uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Just does a ton of really cool stuff. Um, and I relate to him because, like, kind of similar spot in life of being busy and trying to run around. He He just had his had his first kid maybe a year or so ago that he, he shared about that. Um, or maybe he had twins. I'm trying to remember now it's been a, it's been a minute since I've seen those posts, but like, how do you barbecue and do all of these big cooks and have a career and, you know, try and do social media on top of it. Right. Um, one of the things you and I've been talking about is, I used to make fun of all these influencers and content creators on, on Instagram. Like, oh yeah, man. Like, man, get a job. Like, yeah, contribute people, to society. People, it is a job. Like, it's the amount real. the amount of work that goes into creating a thirty second reel. Oh man, I bet you, I bet you, it's four hours minimum to get a 30 second reel at least between all of the setups and and i was telling john like the cook is more stressful because you're worried more about what's the camera angle gonna be what do i really want to capture and then the editing man yeah i have a newfound respect for all these creators that i used to make fun of true story i have considered remodeling my kitchen so that i can get lighting in better spots so I can take better pictures of my food for Instagram. Yeah. Which is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Again, the people we made fun of, we're now like, okay, yeah, I get that. We respect. Yeah. Uh, well, mine is uh smoking Joe's pit barbecue, uh, down in Texas, I believe El Paso, maybe. Hey, um, that's where I'm from. Yeah. You're stomping grounds. So I watched a lot of his videos. He did some fun things. Um, and he does a lot of, I, I enjoy watching his videos. They have a, let me just make sure I'm saying this right. It is a, oh shoot. Um, it is a, oh, now I can't find it. I don't know. Like a thousand gallon propane tank smoker and they, yep. Thousand gallon. I was going to say, I'm looking at it. That is a thousand gallon tank. Yeah, it is. And they have, I believe he has, he operates a little food truck down in El Paso, Mm -hmm. but his videos are so fun and he just seems like a pretty down to earth dude, but that's what he does is, um, is operate that food truck and, and smoke things, does some really educational videos and does some, one thing I'm realizing is, as we're trying to highlight these guys that we like to watch. They do more than your standard stuff. They're experimenting. They're doing like he has a smoked baked potato on here that just looks unreal. Um, and anyway, so I like watching his videos and I mean, I really appreciate his content. So he's walked me through a few cooks watching his videos. So that smoker is a dream, right? Can you imagine how much you would be able to cook on that? That is awesome. Yeah, I would love to have, like, I can't justify a thousand gallons. A thousand gallons is like a little bit of overcompensating in my world. Yeah. But the 500 gallon is my dream. Oh, yeah. That would be so much fun. If anyone in podcast land is trying to figure (laughs) out how big this is, a thousand gallon smoker 
is about 15 feet long. It's a big propane tank. It's 12 or 15 feet long and two and a half, three feet in diameter. Mm -hmm. And then you put that on a trailer plus a, a firebox on the back end of it. I mean, it's That'd almost be a pretty good size firebox for something that big too. Yeah. It, they're normally about three foot. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this is a 20 foot smoker. Yeah. Very cool. I could watch it for days. All righty. Well, this, uh, this episode should be dropping right before the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yep. It'll drop before the... or after. I think it might be a little bit after. Oh, you're right. It is. Yeah. We may have to fix that. Well, this episode, whenever it drops, that's when it's going to drop. And it's going to be amazing. But we wanted to talk about Super Bowl foods. We've touched on this shortly, but we might as well spend some time on it. And I don't know about you, John, but my family, we always get together. And, I mean, it's more of a... You talked about snacky dinner, snacky lunch on one episode. <laughs> um that's kind of how I feel like the Super Bowl is. It's more of a party. It's more party foods. It's not a huge sit-down meal. It's finger foods. It's appetizers. Whatever you want to call them. In my mind. And so I feel like this list that we've compiled of stuff we want to talk about kind of fits into that category. Yeah. And a lot of the Super Bowl is, you know, the first two things on here could be huge meals. Right, right. But it's a little bit of, yeah, having sample sizes... And how do you take big cooks and make them small, hmm. which mm -hmm. is, is fun. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Because a lot of times, I mean, we're just talking about thousand gallon smokers of a lot of barbecue is big cooking. Right. And now you're, you change the game a little bit of like, how do I only do, you know, one rack of ribs. Right. And meat for fillies. And cream cheese. And do it all at the same time on my smoker and not have it all taste the same. Yeah. And if po and if possible, or if needed, on the same smoker, not on different ones. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So, tell us about your McRib. No. Dude. It was... I had a little piece of this, and I can personally vouch for the deliciousness of said McRib. Yeah. So, pre-gamed pretty hard a couple of weeks ago. Um... Because the, the key to a McRib is cooking a rack of ribs, getting the bones out of it, and having the rib, like having all the meat stay together. Mm -hmm. um, so, started my ribs the same way I always do. Um, I run my ribs 225 for two hours, and then I wrap them, put them back out for another two hours. 225 the whole time. Um, and that's my, that's my consistent go-to rib method. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's pretty good. Like, so you don't unwrap them and put them back on to firm up or anything. You just leave them in the floor. No, and I, then... That's fair. I do. I, I pull them out. I sauce them and mm -hmm. then I put them out for 10, 15 minutes, whatever okay. it takes just yeah, to tighten the sauce up. It's, mm -hmm. Not really cooking the ribs anymore at right, that point. Right, it's more just setting the sauce. Okay. Yep. Um. So on these, started the same way when I wrap them, and when I wrap them, I use about a half a stick of butter, um, brown sugar, honey, 
and then depending on what mood I'm in, I may add more liquid. Okay. Um, I had had a couple of cans of Dr. Pepper, so we splashed some Dr. Pepper in there with them too. Oh, I never thought about. I've used like apple juice. I've never thought about Dr. Pepper. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So I wrapped them, and this time I wrapped them in foil. I normally use butcher paper, mm-hmm. but double wrapped them in foil, put them out, and I turned it up a little bit. I went to two seventy five. Mm. Um. Ran them for another two hours. And man, when I pulled them out, they were falling apart. Mm. Um, the The meat was doing pretty good, but I this was not a bend. This was a like if if you <laughs> grabbed them in the middle with a pair of tongs, like they were gonna break. Mm. So, um, did that, and geez, I I'm like as I'm thinking through this, I was like, oh, I right, we did this too that was different. <laughs> um, when I first put them on. Obviously, peeled the membrane off the back. Okay. And then I've got a fillet knife that's just like, that's my go-to trimming knife. It's my go-to everything knife that is wicked sharp. Okay. I scored just like one one cut all the way down to the bone, down the back of each bone. Oh, okay. So when I, when I pulled them off and unwrapped them, it had already started to pull away from that cut line oh, that's, down the length of the that's bone. That's a great idea. <clears throat> so the bones came out really well. We <laughs> sauced them. We put them back out for about another 30-ish minutes. Um, just make sure they were real soft and tender. Mm-hmm. They came in, went on to some French bread that, that we had uh, toasted off, put some mayo on it, a little bit of rub, and toasted under the broiler. And then it was meat, onions, pickles, a little bit of barbecue sauce in there, and then we we cut it up into small servings. Mm-hmm. And we had a had some friends over. The kids went crazy for them. Yeah. Um. I did save some for you. You did, and my kids ate most of it. I was a little upset, but also so proud. Yeah. They were man. It was good. Yeah, I couldn't believe how much my kids ate um, that night, and it was yeah. It was a ton of fun. So I am fully ready to support Andy Reid and the Chiefs. Nice. Nice. Well, in contrast, in honor of Philadelphia and the Eagles, I made uh, I made some sliders, some Philly sliders. Uh, I've seen, I mean, I'm sure there's videos out there of doing the same thing that I did, but I, I just have seen different pieces of it. And I wanted to make um, make a smoked version of a Philly slider on those King's Hawaiian rolls. So that's what I did. I had the day off. Whitney had some stuff to do. So I had all day. Uh, and I decided to try the snake method on the Weber. Which, I don't know if we've talked. I think we've mentioned it on here. But basically the snake method is you put your charcoal in like a, I mean a snake, all the way around. You light one end and let it slowly burn its way all the way. I'm doing motions with my hands as if people can see me. Slowly burn its way (laughs) all the way around. Uh, And that way your charcoal should last longer for your cook. Your temps should stay relatively consistent. And it worked really well. Um, However, the high that day was like two. It was so cold. 
And so I wonder if that maybe played a bit of a role. But anyway, uh, seasoned my chuck roast, put a little Malcolm Reed's AP rub, and then some, um, shoot, now it's it's escaping me, Oak Ridge Barbecue. Uh, just some stuff I got locally here. It's a Black Ops brisket rub. Uh, put it mm. over a chuck roast. Really good. Um, and then I just let that go, and it took about four... I think about four hours before it got up to 160. So I'd seen these like crock pot Philly recipes where you just throw everything in the crock pot. And so I kind of wanted to do a take on that. So I put it in a Dutch oven, added some beef broth, some Worcestershire sauce. Some what sauce? Worcestershire. 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 How do you say it? I, I don't know. Oh. There's a town in Massachusetts that everyone just calls it now i can't even remember was it in worcester i don't know worcester one of my friends from new england's gonna listen to this and they're gonna, they're gonna call me out and say you haven't been here in enough time so <laughs> that's fine i remember in third grade we were watching a video and i've tried to find it but it was like a spoof on a cooking show and the lady said you just say like what's this here sauce but with a weird accent it's like, what's your sheer sauce? You know. Anyway, anyway, little w, what's your sauce? Little W sauce. W sauce of your choosing, uh, and then put some butter in, and let that cook. Uh, and it was going a little bit slow. I was gonna throw the vegetables in, but I didn't want them to just get mushy. And so, because it was taking a little bit longer to come up to temp than I would have liked, I sautéed them in a cast iron pan, dumped them in, um, and then just let it kind of cook for. I brought it up to 205. If I did it again, I'd, I'd let it go a little bit further. It was not as fall apart tender as I'd hoped, but the flavor was pretty phenomenal. I was going to say, I, I got to taste these. And did Was it just straight charcoal? Was there any wood at all I in put there? I put a couple chunks of pecan okay. around it. I was going to um, say, it was, it was way smokier than I was expecting off yeah. of just straight charcoal. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the flavor was good. Like I say, the, the texture was a little bit tougher than I would have liked. Um, anyway, took some King's Hawaiian rolls, cut them in half, toasted with butter, roasted in the oven, uh, put cheese on it, meat, my veggie mixture. I kind of pulled them apart because I knew my kids might not try it if I kept the veggies on, so I only put those on half. Uh, and I toasted them in the oven, and they were, I mean, it was good. I put a little pepper jack and uh, provolone cheese. So I know it wasn't a legitimate Philly because I guess the legit Philly cheesesteak is like cheese whiz or whatever, but Wit whiz pretty good. So big fan turned out great. Kids ate them. So in my mind, that was a win, but it was a really fun cook. But I was telling John, we talked about how miserable it was <laughs> creating content. Like there was probably 30 minutes of footage that I sifted through to put just a one minute freaking reel on Instagram and it was incredibly stressful. So, but the food was good. It, and the reel was awesome too. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but it is not like, like you were saying earlier, like we used to make fun of the, I used to make fun of these people all the time. Um, and like, dude, get a real job. But I mean, the amount of time that you have to spend, it kind of has to be your job. Yeah. So. Alrighty. Well, um, we will 
we didn't plan far enough in ahead and we both have families that have expectations of us providing food to them. Mm-hmm. I wish we could have like gotten together on Super Bowl Sunday and like had a Philly cheese versus Kansas City McRib and see how see how it all played out. Yeah, like a taste testing type of deal uh-huh. and judging. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Maybe we'll we'll have to pick another big sporting event and Yeah. That could be cool. That could be fun. Katie, if you're listening, maybe a tasting table there. March Madness, maybe. Ooh. She'd be into that. It's killing me not to make fun of Duke right now. <laughs> All right. A couple other things that I I want to make sure that I've got for Super Bowl. Um, smoked cream cheese is... I've talked about this one before, but this is, this is such a good, versatile... Any flavor profile you can think of, mm-hmm. you can do um, with the smoked cream cheese. So the smoked cream cheese, you're going to take a block of cream cheese, eight ounces... I always score mine and I score it for the same reason you score a ham or a pork shoulder, anything else you're cooking, you're creating more surface area. So the rub has more places to stick to and the smoke has more things to touch. Yeah. So that's why you score things. That's why hams are scored. It's just an opportunity to have more surface area so you can, you can get more flavor on something. More flavor. Yeah. Um, so we normally just use a an all-purpose rub. We're we've been hooked on the Texas sugar from Meat Church lately. Yeah, that's our go-to rub for everything. Very good. Um, so you score the cream cheese, you put the rub on it, and then you put it out on the smoker two twenty-five for two hours. Okay. Make sure you put something underneath it. <laughs> you can use a foil pan. You can use a cast iron skillet. Um, pro tip. You can use the foil wrapper that the cream cheese comes in. Just Oh, hey. That's a great idea. Yep. We're all about conservation around here. Yeah. That's a really good idea. So huh. did that last time and I was like, oh, genius. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I pull it off, throw it away, and get more foil out to sit it on. Uh-huh. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, But then you bring it in. And you can eat it just like that. You can put it into other things. Um, oh, I yeah. never thought about that. Uh huh. Man, smoked cream cheese is an ingredient in something. Smoked cream cheese and jalapeno poppers. Oh, yeah, dude. I know. I know you're going to talk about those in a minute, but it. Yeah, but not like this. Holy cow! It's game changing. I haven't even told Haley this. Oh. So I'm going to tell you and this is a hot take and our tens of <laughs> listeners. I think we're almost up to hundreds. We we're getting there. We're almost to the point where every episode clears a hundred listeners, which is pretty exciting. Way better than we ever thought, and um, ten times better than our wives ever thought. The have you ever had a cinnamon roll that has like candied pecans on it? Yes. I want to do. A, a cinnamon roll. Hang on, I got a cough. A cinnamon roll. A cinnamon roll with candied bacon. Oh. And smoked cream cheese frosting. Smoked cream cheese frosting. It's either going to be fantastic or we're never going to talk about it. 
Are you thinking about doing that for the Super Bowl or that, just... No, this is... Oh, we started going down the, the road of things you could use smoked cream cheese for. Yeah. Um, See, I have never ventured into the dessert category of barbecue very much. So, interesting. That would be... I'd be interested to see how that goes. Um, dessert is actually like peach cobblers in a Dutch oven. Mm-hmm. That was my thing. Like, yeah, we talked about that. I got started on Dutch ovens when I was a kid. Yeah, in scouting, uh-huh. that was my thing. Like, I always brought the peach cobbler. Yeah, so huh. I like the dessert stuff. Um, but anyways, so you smoke the cream cheese, um, and then. We always put some sort of jelly over the top of it. Yeah. Um, I think I talked about I got a pineapple habanero oh, yeah. jelly for Christmas that is really good on top of it. Um, we like that sweet and hot combo. Mm-hmm. So we've got jalapeno jelly and peach jelly. Um, or you can just go straight sweet and do like a cinnamon sugar instead of a, a barbecue rub. Mm-hmm. And then put pie filling over the top of it even yeah so what do you what do you eat it with like how do you eat it if you just do like the jelly um civilized people typically use ritz crackers or uh-huh. insert favorite cracker uh-huh. um one of my children that will remain nameless <laughs> sometimes called patient zero because he's always sick and i told my wife i think it's because he eats with his hands all the time <laughs> um he uh he just goes straight for the finger oh man <laughs> it's like for, it's like forever like dude get that out of there <laughs> um mm. it, but it's that good yeah like you so could, it could just plain. be eaten by itself so nice yeah i will i will try and get a post of that up this week yeah so um and then there's some other like fun thing, trash can nachos. Yeah, what does that mean? Um, you literally put it in the can and then dump it out. So you can do this like with a big number ten can. Okay. Um, I also saw someone do it with a like a big stock pot. Oh. On Instagram this week. Okay. But think of like layering nachos like you would layer lasagna. Okay. And then you flip it over on oh, a plate yeah. and lift it up. And it, I mean, it kind of stays in the can shape, but it kind of like spills out. Yeah. But it's a great way to make sure your flavors get even, <laughs> evenly distributed. Yeah. Evenly distributed throughout. So you don't put chips in, you use chips to eat it. Nope. You, oh, you don't. No, you like layer chips in there too. So won't they get just, soggy? I mean, I guess if you, depending on how much liquid you put in there. Really? Yeah. Oh. What kind of stuff do you put in there? Um, Cheese, meat, seven yeah. layer bean dip type yeah. stuff? Cheese, okay. meat, beans. Uh, you can go refried. You can go black beans. Uh, jalapenos, green onions, hmm. white onions. Like anything you would put on nachos, you just, you layer and it, I mean, really, it's for the presentation change of it rather than just having it on a big flat sheet pan or right, something. Right. Huh. Have you seen those where they just put like a tablecloth on the table and just dump yeah. it the length of the table? I think that would be cool, but the mess just well and gives me anxiety. 
I am not a germaphobe, mm-hmm. and I am not a neat freak. Like the reason we haven't started a YouTube channel yet is because <laughs> my basement is such a disaster. Like we're we're crammed in the guest room here in the corner where I've got my my work office. Well, at least you have a space. Yeah. Um. Those like giant communal dish like that everyone's sticking their hands into like Uh patient zero all over again yeah right that's the thing how many kids have like picked their nose and then run yeah it would be one thing if it was a grown-up only party and like right right that could be fun i have too many kids yeah i have too many kids running around my house most of the time when we're doing parties (laughs) so Hmm. um but another really popular one that i if i do the trash can nachos um, is smoked queso. Okay. That this has been a pretty viral one on the internet where you take all the things for queso, your different cheeses, your onions, peppers, tomatoes, beans, whatever you're going to put in it. Mm-hmm. And you put it in a foil pan out on the smoker and you let it go for a couple of hours. Yeah. And then mix it all together and, and you end up with queso. That sounds good. Um, Just kind of a dip then. Yeah, nice. But it would go really good over the top of trash can nachos. Oh yeah, dude! Spread over the table, dump the smoked queso on, lock the kids outside. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hmm. Okay. What uh? What else do you have on your menu? Well, uh, I I don't know. I hesitate <laughs> to say too much because I don't want to set too many expectations for my family. <laughs> Because uh, time management is not my best friend. I am always... Those jalapeno poppers, I've talked about them on here before, but they're bomb. And now I'm wondering if it might be bomber to put a little smoked cream cheese on there. But I cut a jalapeno in, in half, devein it, take the seeds out, um, and then spread some cream cheese on it. Put a little smoky on it, uh, wrap it in bacon, put a toothpick in there, and then... Sprinkle a little barbecue rub on it. They're always a big hit. People love them. Um, really like those. I kind of did, for Thanksgiving, I did a stuffed mushroom. And John was just telling me how much he loves mushrooms and all things fungus related Ugh. before we started. <laughs> I <laughs> There are a few things that I just don't enjoy. Mushrooms are Come they're on, like the man. one thing, man. Come on. So good. I tell you, there's nothing better than some delicious sauteed mushrooms on a steak. Dude, I've eaten some weird things in my life. <laughs> and I would probably eat them again before I ate mushrooms. Really? I just always have you been this way? Always, or, my entire who life. Who hurt you? Like, what's the problem? I will and this I will about once every five years get a craving for a mushroom and sausage pizza from Domino's. Okay. And then I eat two slices and remember why I don't eat mushrooms. Well, I mean, if that's your only exposure to mushrooms, you got to try something a little different. I've done sautéed mushrooms on steak. I have done stuffed mushrooms. I have done raw mushrooms. Like, I have done mushrooms every way they have ever been presented to me. And if, like, like you had mushrooms in your your Philly cheese... I didn't pick them out like I ate them. They were fine. Uh-huh. I would never pick to eat mushrooms. Really? Hmm. Well, 
for all of you that aren't complete psychos, uh, <laughs> this stuffed mushroom is actually pretty good. It was a lot of work because I ended up pulling out like the stems and kind of hollowing it out. I got the recipe from Hay Grill Hay uh, down in St. George, I think, is where she's based, but in Utah here. But anyway, uh, just kind of made a, a, a sausage, cream cheese, and jalapeno like stuffing. I mean, that uh, sounds really good. Oh, man, it was bomb. And then you put it on the smoker, drizzle a little bit of olive oil on it. I put a little extra barbecue rub. Uh, they were really good, and they were devoured by everybody that was there. Maybe it wasn't Thanksgiving. Maybe it was New Year's. I think it might have been New Year's. I don't remember. Anyway, it was very good. Um, and then have you ever made barbecue meatballs? Uh, I mean, I have barbecued meatballs. I'm not sure what a well, barbecue meatball Maybe is. that's all I'm talking about, but... Uh, you take meatballs, you wrap them in bacon, put a little sauce on them, smoke them on the smoker. No, I've never They're done that. Phenomenal. Very good. So, uh, like homemade meatballs or like you could do either. Like the recipe that I watched, it was uh, Malcolm Reed, uh, and he just bought some frozen ones, but Whitney makes some that are really good for not enjoying meat. That girl can cook meat. Like it's really good, but. Anyway, uh, but yeah, really good, kind of spicy, sweet, uh, just bomb. Pretty nice. nice stuff. I like that. Yeah. Um, the one other thing that I really want to do this year that I've been seeing all over Instagram, and it's not even a smoker thing, it's an air fryer thing. Okay. Um, are mott sticks, but you take... Uh, like wonton wrappers or egg roll wrappers. Okay. And you wrap a mozzarella string cheese Okay. in the wrapper. All right. You have my attention. Little uh, little butter, egg wash, roll it in, in some seasoned breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. and then air fry that puppy. Oh, that sounds really good. It sounds really good, and it looks really <clears throat> simple and easy. Yeah. Me, we bought some frozen moth sticks to put in the air fryer, and it didn't work. Like it, they kind of just fell apart and exploded, and was just a melty mess. I think the egg roll wrapper is a game changer, though. I know. I feel like that would really help contain the deliciousness inside. Interesting. Plus, I mean, <clears throat> it ends up being like three times the size of a normal right moth, and I'm on board for that. Yeah, you can never have too much mozzarella cheese. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I have not seen those, but I'd be down, obviously. Nice. Hmm. Alrighty, well, I think we're we're to the end of the list. Um, the, you know, one of the other things we had written down, I, and let's just go fast tip here. Like, how do you keep it small, Mike? Like... We talked about this a little bit that barbecuing is normally about cooking big cuts of meat and low and slow. And like if if I cooked three racks of ribs and you cooked a whole brisket to make sliders and you know trash can like it's really easy to make too much food for the Super Bowl. Right. How do you keep it small? I don't know. I think a big part of it is realizing and kind of planning for leftovers, like we talked about last time. Yeah. Like I used, I made that chuck roast. I used maybe half of it to make those sliders. 
I have some plans for the other half. Um, and so to me that, and it, it is easy to be like, here's an entire brisket. Here's 18 racks of ribs that then don't get eaten. And you know, once they've been like potched out, it's kind of hard to get really excited about saving them. So in my mind, you cook a big piece of meat, but you need to have in your mind some different thing uses for it. Unless you're doing a huge cook for a huge amount of people. There you go. I don't know. What do you think? Um, one, I think it's just being really conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Like when I cook ribs, I normally cook two or three racks because I'm feeding, you know, anywhere from six to 10 people most yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> only cook one rack. Yeah. Like stay small. And also we talked about a lot of things to, to cook and smoke and do, um, think through your recipes and how you're going to manage them on, on the smoker. Mm-hmm. Like I've adjusted a lot of my recipes. So everything can run at 180 or at 225, and I just have to adjust the cooking time. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> but that means I will have a rack of ribs out. I will have a block of cream cheese out. I will probably have queso out all on the same smoker, all going at the same time, rather than trying to... Do you so, find that the flavors kind of get muddled that way? Um, No. It'll be interesting. The cream cheese has the greatest potential to do that. But I mean, if it's like absorbing flavors from ribs and... I don't think it's going to be bad. Yeah. Um, I feel like it would be almost better. But, but I, think, I wonder if things come off tasting the same, you know? I don't think they're going to taste the same um, because a lot of the flavor comes from the rub. Mm-hmm. But also, like, unfortunately, like I've got a big smoker, so I can spread things out a little bit. Right. So they're not right on top of each other. <laughs> like, I'm going to put the cream cheese, you know, on the upper rack. I'm going to put the ribs on one side. I'm going to put the queso on one side. Like, so mm-hmm. as long as they're not right on top of each other, or above or below each other. Mm-hmm. And really that whatever's on the bottom is not going to get the flavor of the top unless it drips on it. But yeah. like, I think it's going to be fine. Mm. Nice. So, um, all right. You want to, let's wrap it up. But <clears throat> I didn't even tell you I was going to ask you this. Oh, shoot. Super Bowl score. Who's going to win? Oh, I think it's got to... I don't know. Me and Damon have been fighting about this all week. I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be 33-27 to 27 for the Chiefs. Nice. You? Uh, I want the Chiefs to win. Yeah. I do think they're going to win. I haven't been staying very close to the NFL this year, though, so... I kind of have... I play fantasy, so it... It makes me kind of, but man, yeah. college is so fun to watch. Yeah, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Chiefs. I think, I think they're. It's the Super Bowl. I think there are gonna be some explosive plays. I'm gonna go. Forty-seven through thirty-nine. Oh, high scoring. Yeah. Nice, I like it. And I'm just pulling numbers out. No, I'm like trying. Done. I'm like trying to think. Like <laughs> I saw the wheels turn. I was like, how do you get to 39 points? <laughs> <laughs> they will find a way for you. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great 
Super Bowl, even if you don't watch football, eat some delicious food. And enjoy, enjoy the it. commercials. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for all of us here at Fat Guys with Smokers, I'm Mike. And I'm John. And we are Fat Guys with Smokers. Thanks for listening to the Fat Guys with Smokers podcast. Be sure to check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe so you don't forget to tune in for even more nonsense from a couple of Fat Guys with Smokers. subscribe welcome back guys to the fat guys with barbecues podcast or holy cow how about we get the name of the show right mike (laughs) (laughs) oh that's a rough start okay take two